Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm back as your host this week, Alex, and with me I have Dan. How are you, Dan? Good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. I uh, have to get used to uh, used to being back on this side of the mic after two great weeks from uh, Lauren the last two weeks. But um, we'll, we'll start with the, the first game from the weekend, which was the uh, disappointing league defeat to Bristol City. Um, where at different points in the game, City really looked like they were taking it up to Bristol City. Um, drew level through a goal from Bowen, but really it was just, um, a, I guess, usual story for us so far this season that, that our legs sort of ran out in the second half and um, they managed to get two goals past us late on. Yeah, it is um, <clears throat> it is becoming a bit of a re- recurring theme. Um, and I think we said like in within those first couple of games that we said, you know, that it's okay, we can sort of forgive it. I could forgive it then. Um, but I guess probably after the, inter- you know, we got the game this weekend and then a couple of weeks off, I probably after the international break, if they're not making, if they're not being able to put in for the full 90 minutes, then it sort of gets to a point where you're going, well, they've been in like it's season, you know, they've been in season training for six six weeks or so, and if they're not fit enough now, then, you know, we've got a bit of a serious problem. But I think generally there's some really good signs. Um, it's just that last, yeah, just in those second halves we're sort of fading off a bit. But, um, yeah, there's, yeah, good good signs, but still plenty to work on. And I guess it was even more of an indictment <coughs> given the fact that um, Bristol City had two players go off with injuries. So, um you know, you sort of hope that when the opposition team has had to make two early subs that they're the ones that are going to run out of legs and that you're going to be able to run over the top of them. But um, I guess, in a way, it was encouraging to see that um, McGann responded to the way the team was performing and made changes and brought in um, uh, Fleming at left-back, as, as I'd sort of discussed as a possibility last week. Um Obviously, it's a very high-stakes, high high-pressure sort of game for him to debut in, um, given the fact that Bristol City are a pretty decent side, but um, they really sort of capitalised on, on the sort of weaker fullbacks that we played. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think over the last couple of games um, with... Was it... Has Fleming, was Fleming played the last two or McKenzie? Um, uh, tripping think, out for a second. I think it was McKenzie who had played the last couple and then he came out of the side for Lopez this week and then uh, Fleming yeah. in the cup, but I think it had, I think it had yeah. basically been Kingsley the whole time through on the left. Yeah, because I remember um, in not Bristol but the previous games, um, Blackburn and, and that, that um, just a little bit of positional stuff and, and I think they're just not getting, not quite enough just the combinations weren't quite working with um, Grzycki not maybe coming back to give him enough help. Um, and he got caught out and they were able to play him behind a few times. Um, and I think that's been, you know, it's just that sort of what we're saying, like it, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of personnel brought in. Um, and I was hoping to have more points um, on the board at this so f- already, but um I guess we've you do, we've got to try and allow a little bit of time to 
find the best 11 because obviously we're still we're not we're still tweaking and figuring that out and finding the best combinations um and and getting and building those combinations and, and making sure that you know that the wingers don't you know get stuck too high and um and help to to give the cover and that everyone's you know do, doing their job but what did you make of uh, McGann's comments basically saying the same thing, that he kind of he had a figure in his head for points and that we were about three or four points short of that? Um, do you see that as a really sort of uh, positive thing, that the manager is that brutally honest and, and, and is marking himself so hard? Or do you think he's, he's almost um, tying his own noose to an extent where if it comes another couple of weeks of, of no results, then... Uh, he can't really spin it as a positive if he's already saying that we're well behind his target. Um, I mean, yeah, the argument could be made either way, I suppose. I probably tend to think, I mean, at this stage of the season, um, I think, I mean, you have to have a goal going into the season and you've got to have your short-term goals and your long-term goals. So I'm assuming that, you know, McCann had, um, has you know has got a points target for when we went into the international break, and we've probably already got to a point where we can't reach that, and so he's probably disappointed with that. But I think in the course of the season, um, what he's aiming for is probably still attainable, um, and so I think it's. I mean, you can, it, he would be ha- very harshly done by you know if we got eight, ten weeks or ten games into the competition and we went, oh, well, we've only picked up six points and sacked him because you know we know how many points we had after ten rounds, ten games last season. Um, and we, you know, got to a point where we were th- three points off the top six. Um, so, and it's a, there have been some changes, I mean, but the guys who were contributing a lot of the goals, um, you know, probably two-thirds of last season's goals are still in this team. So, yeah. um, you know, you only t- we've only really lost Campbell as a major contributor. Um, so, you know, and Bowen's already on his way. It took him a little while to get started last season. So, um. Yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? I mean, he scored again against Bristol City and, he, and then he scored again midweek against Preston right at, at, right at the death to take us to, um, to penalties. But... He's um he's picked up right where he left off, and I still pinch myself that the fact that we've managed to hold on to him. Yeah, I th- um it's crazy to think because he's the only mm. player, only player, who, only player left 20? who's yeah who scored over twenty goals last season, who's still in the championship. Um, all of the other um the other what four or five guys um are all up in the in the Premier League now. Um, which is um, crazy to think, and considering like there was so all the so many rumours going on about who was who'd been who had come to watch him and who was interested in taking him on, and then f- for whatever reason nothing's materialised. Yeah, to our, to I mean, our credit, but, to, yeah, to our advantage, absolutely. Um, speaking of that, that Preston game, it was another disappointing game midweek, but um, I guess sort of. In the opposite way to the Bristol City game, we uh, played quite poorly in the first half to find ourselves 2-0 down and then um, actually played quite well in the second half and um, got it back to 2-2 with, as we said, Bowen scoring right at the end. Um, it was an interesting game. I guess you know we made the nine changes from the weekend, which gave the squad a good chance to play. Um, Magenis, probably my pick of the players in this one, um, just seemed to, to really get, you know, Take, take his chance quite well. Um, 
but you know it's a promising display without being without getting the result i guess yeah i think um i think magenis um from the couple of opportunities he's had so far in the in the cup and and his cameos in cameo in the league i think he's 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 real close to um to really making a push um you know into that squad i think it's only going to take an injury or or a dip in form really um to see him in and again it's early days but there's um a lot of talk about um eves going you know five games now and, and no goals um how long do we let that continue um well, i think he's on that one? i i honestly think um that he just i think he just look he just needs one i think he's looked really good and he's looked um dangerous and he's looked promising and he's been involved in a lot of really good stuff he just hasn't been the one you know giving the end product like he hasn't he hasn't been the one putting the goals in but he's been involved in a positive way in a lot of the goals that we've scored so it's i think when you think like i guess like the main marker for a striker's you know center forward success is goals scored and on that regard sure he's failing but i think in terms of how he's fitted into the team and his performances as a whole as just as a player i think i think he's performing fine i don't think there's any reason to panic yet um and i'm i feel fairly certain that i think he just needs to get one um and and then I think he'll just take that little bit of pressure will come off himself and he'll maybe just maybe just relax a little bit more and I think I think he'll score fine. I I have no um, problem seeing him hit double figures this year. In all honesty. Yeah, and look, I think I said something similar last week that it's it's really just a confidence thing. I think when you join a new club, especially, there's that pressure to perform. And coming from a club where he was so prolific, even though it was the league below, there was there's that extra pressure when when you sort of look at the figures that he was producing. Um, I think it's so unfortunate that he missed the penalty because even though it's a penalty and a penalty shootout, it's still finding the back of the net. It still gives you that little bit of belief. Um, and it wasn't a poor penalty by any stretch. I mean, it's not as if he skied it or hit the post or anything like that. It was just keeper went the right way. So um, a really unfortunate start for his career, I think, so far at City. But I think you're right. Look, he, he, he's worth persisting with. It's been only five or six games. It's really not worth... Um, panicking about as some city fans on social media have done um and that's probably only going to get in his head worse and you know you already hear the comparisons to you, you think back to your andy uh, michael turner i think it was um boas myhill uh even michael dawson in his first game against villa looked absolutely awful um and all of these players given a bit of an opportunity have actually turned out pretty well so um you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater at this stage of the season, I don't think. And and, and I think he, he will definitely come good. He's just got to find that goal or two, and then I think it'll start to click. I mean, you sort of referenced it earlier, but Bowen started last season quite poorly or, or quite slowly. And then um, then sort of, you know, a month or two into the season really clicked and, and went on a huge scoring run. So um, all these things, it's all confidence, it's all form, and um, and I'm sure the goals will come for him before too long. Um, we've, we've got the game this weekend ahead of the international break against Millwall away from home, which, um, will be a pretty tough game as it usually is when, when you go down to Millwall. Um, they've started the season pretty well up in 10th position with two wins and two draws on the board already. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough one to call in a lot of ways. I think 
you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were looking a little bit more um, attacking and, and positive, um, I would have been a little bit more confident, but um, I would still back us to get something out of this game. It just, I guess, depends on whether it's all three points. Yeah, I think um, I think when we go... Uh, Millwall's always a tough proposition for us. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think um, I'd like to see... Um, I guess I'd like to see Magenis get, you know, get rewarded for a good performance um, against Preston with a bit of, you know, with a twenty minutes or twenty minutes or half hour or something at the end of the, um, at the end of the, at the end of the game. Um, yeah. But um, apart from that, I guess I can, t- I can't really think of many personnel changes. I, I don't really think there's anyone who's, uh, I know Lehigh is supposed to be back. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, but apart from that, like I don't, there's, there's not many. Um, positions really where 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 it's that someone's des- like banging banging on the door or that or that someone's you know um, st- stuck in the mud so to speak like most I think overall we're perf- the performances are okay um, it's just the end product that's eluding us for the most part I think we've been creating plenty of chances it's just finishing um, so I think in terms of personnel. Um, it would probably be much the same, uh, bar the one or two changes um, from the weekend. But uh, in terms of results, I mean, I want I want to say that we'll win. I really want to, um, <laughs> but but it's just the I guess the form line and the. Uh, just the nature of the performances and the that sort of consistent pattern of performing well for you know maybe say like 45 minutes to an hour um, and then sort of just fade, slowly fading and, and allowing them in um, the opposition to to really come at us late in the second half um, is is pretty concerning. Um, so I guess. I'd have to go like a two-all draw. Yeah, I, I I think we should be able to get a few goals. Um, it, it, it looked a little bit bleaker in the more recent games against Bristol City. And uh, uh, who did we play before Bristol City? Um, uh, Blackburn, wasn't it? Blackburn, yeah, that's right, where we didn't score. Um, but hopefully we can get back to scoring. And, and I think, you know, as you mentioned, Lehigh probably coming in at right back should hopefully give us a bit more of a sturdy defence. Um, I'd like to see Fleming continue at left back. I think when you're going to throw a kid in like that, you don't want to drop him after one game. It kind of wouldn't do a whole lot for his confidence. I know he did play midweek, but I, I guess, you know, having another league game under his belt would be good. Um yeah, I mean, it's a tough ground to go. I think if we can take a point, I'd be happy enough with that. Um, but obviously, um, it'd be great to get an, a, a win right before the international break. would fill the squad with a bit of confidence. Um, Magenis going uh, going over with Northern Ireland will be um, will be good for him. I don't I don't know if there's a whole lot of other international activity. I presume Grzycki and I guess Dicko will also be travelling. But apart from that, I guess the squad's largely going to be... Um, be back in Hull, um, I guess, working on fitness and training and, and working on formations and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, look, a win would be a good way to, to finish off before the break. Um, 
The break also spells the end of the main transfer window in Europe, and we've heard comments from um, McGann in the last couple of days or weeks about a couple of players, um, Marcus Henriksen and David Milinkovic, both looking for new clubs, um, the suggestion basically being they've both played their last games for City. Um, I guess it leaves us with the interesting situation that if neither player finds a club, um, what, what do we do? Do we do we just, I guess, sort of try and embrace them back into the fold? I, I, I guess Henriksen's the more difficult one because we've essentially bought his replacements. Um, but yeah, what, what do you make of the situation? Um, yeah, not. It's an interesting one. It, it, who was who was it? Was it Grzycki last? Was it Grzycki at the beginning of last season where this same thing happened and he we were all but certain he was going to go, and then yeah, so he was yeah. he was he was He's basically stood. Yeah, he was basically stood down for the first couple of games and said, "Look, just go sort out your future." Um, we won't play you until so you know so you, you can just so you're not distracted and then um and then it never eventuated and we just he was worked back in but um i mean he was far and away the best option at in in his position um i think in terms of um henriksen you're absolutely right it's, it would be very difficult um having had him sit out for so long now part of the preseason and these first um, lot of games to to then you know find a spot after you've brought in you know the all all of these guys the Lopez and all these guys that are actually midfielders who are currently playing out of position in the in the on the on the park so um, it's an interesting one um, in terms of Milinkovic I don't know like yeah it's just there seems to be this persistent thing I mean I'm not I, I have no knowledge of exactly McCann's reasoning behind it, but there seems to be this persistent talk about Milinkovic's uh, like lack of um, dedication and focus in terms of like training and, and in that regard. And I think, was it, uh, was it this preseason he already, he got fined for turning up late or something well, he, or was that, or was that was, last year? I can't remember. He, he was late back this year, but I think he was, they said he had special permission, but Perhaps it was last year that he was late back at some point. Um, yeah, I just remember. I vaguely remember something about him being. He got fined by the club for something. I think, in terms of, in regard to either not turning up for training or something. Um, and it's that sort of. I guess that's now the image that we have of um, Malinkovic is of a, I guess a lazy, disinterested. Um, player but i mean yeah we we were mentioning before um off air about you know when he he looked he looked all right in the um in the cup match the cup game against uh was it tranmere um yeah he, he looked all right then goal, yeah um and and then before you know it he's um you know we we cut to this week and he's not in the squad not in the match day for the cup again and um he's we, we, there's talk that he's you know free to free to leave and pursue other interests and he's still got a year and a half um on his contract so yeah we, and it's a weird one because i mean we sort of talk about it, it's you you look at the players that we've brought actually, in actually it's it's two, it's it's two years isn't it not yeah. year and a half you look at the players that we've brought in recently and at different times they've they've looked impressive or unimpressive um you know like you know Kevin Stewart probably the most famous example of of a player who when he when we brought him in 
um, just looked terrible and just didn't look like he was going to settle in at all. And, and everyone was sort of writing him off. And he's now, you know, if he wasn't the most improved last season, he certainly is this season. He's one of our most important and best players. Um, and, and for other, you know, and, and Device and Burke down back have looked fantastic. But um, then there's others like Malinkovic where it just hasn't worked at all. And I guess... Um, I guess when you're recruiting the way that we have been, where it's a little bit more of a dartboard, um, dartboard um, strategy, where device, for instance, just came out of nowhere from um, from from a you know European stock, um, then you've got you know Terrell from Arsenal or Irvine from Burton. Um, it's sort of kind of all over the place, and and you're bound to not hit on all of them. Um, and I guess Malinkovic just is one of the misses that we've we've made. But um, you know, by and large, I think we've actually done quite well with the signings surprisingly I guess when you actually look at look at the strategy or look at how we've brought players in it's it's somehow ended up working out better, you know more more often than it's not worked out um, which is quite fortunate but uh, yeah I mean it's a weird one because he, he seemed to do reasonably well in Scotland I think he, he had quite um, positive reviews in Scotland so um, not quite sure why it hasn't worked out, but maybe it's just one of those ones where it started off poorly for him and he kind of struggled struggled to adapt and then um, was sort of not really given a spot in the team because we had Grzycki and Bowen doing so well and, you know, he just kind of gave up. Uh, yeah, not sure, but um, it's a shame because, as you're saying, like, I was just thinking about all the different players and I try, you try and trying to pick out players that have... Have I you that you would consider failures? And I'm thinking back, and I can I like Ember Carney. Yep. It's one who really underwhelmed in but his in time. Of, but in terms of but, permanent signings, well, I guess yeah, Will Kane. Yeah, I guess he's the only one who I, did. He did he ever did he score a goal for us at all? I think he scored one last season. Uh, yeah. Memory. Um, uh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Probably oh, and and James Weir, I guess James Weir was just a weird. Uh, uh, yeah, that was um, that was definitely uh, that yeah, that was that was was that feel that was Phelan's Phelan, thing, wasn't? Yeah, it? it was a double yeah, signing for the night. Yeah, that was that was our deadline day panic stations. Yeah. Grab just whatever, try and grab just yeah. yeah, throw the paint, throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Um. um Approach to signings, so. and, and of course, Weir has now um, has now joined Bolton, so he's I think almost their only senior player, which is um, quite incredible. But of course, good news for Bolton fans with um, that that takeover confirmed this morning, so they're they're now out of administration. So uh, hopefully, things are looking on the up for them. Um, but the the more unfortunate news, I guess, was the uh, the decision around Barry yesterday uh, expelling them from the football league. Um, so we thought for our fush, a football flashback for this week, we'd look back on our trip at Bury uh, a couple of years ago in the FA Cup. Um, I think it was a third round fixture. It must have been um, if we, because we were championship at the time, so it would have been third round. And um, uh, we won 3-1 down at Gig Lane. And um, Akpom got a hat trick, which was quite exciting to see. I, 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 he had a reasonable season for us, but I think that was probably his, his real standout game that season. And, and I guess the other notable um, event in that one was uh, Timon debuting at left back. So, um, yeah, look, it was a, it, it was a, an FA... There's been a lot of those sorts of lower league FA Cup ties over recent years, but it was a, it was a great ground for the, for the team to play at and um, a, a great team to come up against. 
Yeah, it is. Um, it is a shame to see, you know, see a team like to Barry, be, you know, have to drop out of, um, out of be or be expelled from the football league. Um, it's, it's a bit of a shame. A club with a lot of history. Um, and I guess I've just been looking at it and thinking that I guess it it really puts into perspective how bad things can be. Yeah. And when you look at you know all the the various complaints about City, um, you know. We're not, and I don't. I don't think we're anywhere near um, that level at this stage. Like at the point where you know we we would be expelled from the foot from the football league. So you know, um, just putting it in perspective shows like it's really not that bad at City, um, regardless of whether you do or don't like the Alums and how they operate. Um, so yeah. You know, we, we still we still bring like we reduce our budget and we you, people can say it's 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 asset stripping or whatever it is, but it's not. Um, you know, we'll we'll sell your Maguires and 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 presumably when it comes to it, the Bowens and everyone and and the the owners will take the majority of the money, but they still have enough players at the end of the day to form a squad. Um, there have been times like at the start of last season where we didn't really have any defenders for a little while in pre-season, but we always kind of put a squad together at the end of the day of varying qualities, but at least we always have the players, the wages get paid. And, you know, looking at some of the, the, um, the ratios you see of wages to income at clubs where clubs are, you know, living at 150, 180% of their income and we're down at 50%. So we're, in a very sustainable model. Um, you're right. Like you can criticize the Allens for a huge number of things, but at least, and look, I mean, it depends how this season pans out. Now that we don't have parachute payments, we'll see how the financials look, but at least at the moment, the club is being quite financially well run. Yeah. And I think the other thing is even like, even with the various points where we've had depleted squads, um, you know, the infamous, um, photos in Portugal um, and the various things like I don't th- there's never really been a point I don't believe um, where we've been consistent where we've been consistently like unable to match our competitors I think even when we played in the Premier League and we were like you know our squad depth and squad quality was vastly below I think for the most part we played pretty well and we matched up fairly well against mo- like most yeah. of the games in the, and teams in the, in the division. So, At the start um, of the season when we had those 11 players fit, the 11 players were still essentially Premier League quality players. It was just, like you say, there was that lack of depth or you know, through injury and sales at that, at that point. So, um, you know, it's, you know, we didn't go through the whole season and only pick up, you know, 12 points or anything. Like, I think we still... Last time we got relegated, we were—I mean, we were ended up nine points, I think, off safety, but we still had thirty odd points. Like we picked, we had picked up plenty of points throughout the year. We—I don't think we were ever vastly out outmatched or anything. And I think that's, you know, just another positive to take. Um, I guess the silver lining from the situation—it just puts our situation in perspective. Um, but I mean, I guess, you know, um, in terms of. Barry, I guess it's just, uh, you know, uh, good luck to them. And, I mean, maybe, hopefully they can, they can, I guess, start at the bottom. Maybe they can they can rebuild and, and, and come back in, you know, um, in a few years, in, in many years' time or something. Yeah. Um, 
it's interesting looking back on that game and uh, and looking at the lineup because you know Ryan Taylor did not play a whole lot of football for us um, and he he was in that side at right back but there's a couple of pretty solid players in there who, who served um, pretty well for City for for a long time with Jakubovic in goal, um, Myla, Elmo, Aluko, Huddleston in midfield. Um, you know Dawson at, at centre back. I mean we were playing Michael Dawson at centre back in that game as well, which was um, you know, um, maybe a testament to to a bit of a few depth issues of our own at the time. But um, Diamande up top as well, so it, it was it was an interesting lineup, and um, you know, good to see. I, I think the main thing from that game was probably time and making his debut because he then went on and played pretty well against Arsenal in the cup as well, and then um, got his chances in the league as well under Silva um, the following season. So. Um, yeah, you know, good good to see him get his chances as well. And, uh, um, yeah, it was a uh, decent fixture. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a good good fixture and, and that was a good um, a good run that we went on, um, ultimately coming up short. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, hopefully we can get the result this week against Millwall heading into the international break. Um, so until, we'll, we'll be back, uh, not next week, but the week after to recap that Millwall game uh, and then look ahead to our following league fixture. But uh, thank you for joining me tonight, Dan. Not a problem. And thank you everyone for listening in. Until next time, come on City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning back cause you're out